bless the name of the Lord this morning. And we thank him for bringing us to church. Because of the COVID-19 restrictions, our services are just going to be one hour. So we need to be done by half past eight. I want us to turn our Bibles to the book of Jeremiah chapter 17. Jeremiah chapter 17, and we are going to read verse 7 to 10. Jeremiah 17, verse 7 to 10. The Bible says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, and whose hope is the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river, and will not fear when heat comes but its leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart. I test the mind, even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. Amen? We are looking at Life is about choices. Last week we looked at part one. Today I want us to look at part two within the time that we have. Last week I said that on average, a human being makes about 10,000 choices every day. The majority of these choices, we make them without thinking. And very few choices, we make them consciously. I promise that today we are going to look at three big choices you have to make in your life. We'll see how much time we have, but I want us to go straight into choice number one. Choice number one is that you have to choose what you allow into your life. Amen? When you read the Bible in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 30 and in verse 19, the Bible says, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I have said before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. Amen. It's the same choice that God gave Adam in the Garden of Eden. He says, I've you may eat of the fruit, uh, you, may, you may eat of every tree in the garden. And then he tells him, but there's one tree that you don't have to eat. And he tells him there's a tree that is of the knowledge of good and evil. And in the day that you eat of that tree, you shall surely die. Now the Bible is telling us very, very clearly that God has put before us life and death. And, and we have to choose life. So that we and our descendants may live. Hallelujah. What I want us to understand is that God created us in his image. That is a done deal. Nobody can argue about that. But you have to choose what you allow into your life. Amen. You have an option to determine what you allow into your life, whether you are going to allow life into your life or whether you are going to allow death into your life, whether you are going to allow good into your life or whether you are going to allow evil into your life. When you are speaking to Jeremiah in Jeremiah chapter 1 
And in verse 5, he says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you and I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Now, that was a done deal. God has already finished everything else. Jeremiah was called. Jeremiah was sanctified. Jeremiah was ordained as a prophet to the nations. But after God had already declared all these things, Jeremiah had to make a determination what he was going to allow into his life. Amen. And most importantly, you have to choose the words that you allow into your life. As we saw last week, if you choose hatred, you are going to be a very hateful person. If you choose fear, you are going to be somebody else who is very, very afraid in life. If you choose lust, you are going to be a lustful person. If you choose love, you are going to be a loving person. If you choose faith, you will have faith in life. If you choose holiness, you will live a holy life. If you choose anger, you're going to be a very angry believer. If you choose peace, you'll be a very peaceful person. If you choose discipline, you're going to be a disciplined person. And if you choose self-control, you're going to be focused in life. You have to make a choice among all these things. What we need to understand is that nothing is going to be forced into your life. Hallelujah. And the most important things you have to choose are the words. In Luke chapter 4 verse 4, Jesus answered the devil and he said, It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. So you have to choose whether you're going to live your life by the word of God or whether you're going to choose, you're going to, choose to live your life by the principles and the standards of this world. You have a choice. Hallelujah. Jesus said in John chapter 6, 55, For my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. So according to Jesus, his flesh, his word, is food indeed. And his blood is drink indeed. Anything you watch on TV... You choose. You choose whether you're going to watch that program or not, that program. But what I want to say is that anything you watch on TV, anything you read in books, anything you read in the newspaper, anything you watch and listen to on social media, anything you listen on radio is going to have an impact on your life. Hallelujah. Uh, People say garbage in, garbage out. So if all you are watching is garbage, your life is going to become garbage. Hallelujah. You actually, what happens is that when you begin to watch things on TV, you begin to believe the narrative that is being poured on you and all of a sudden you can be full of fear. You can be full of anger. I read a story this week. Uh, I think most of you know what happened in Haiti that a group of people came to assassinate the president. And it is said that two of the people, the majority of them, according to what the news, uh, the news bulletins are reporting, is that the majority of them were from Colombia. They were mercenaries from Colombia. But two of them were uh, guys who were born in Haiti and eventually had become American. 
And now I was just reading about it and one of them basically it says that he had a desire to become a mayor in one of these towns uh, eventually though he was living in America and he had actually set up an NGO that was doing some work in Haiti. But the, 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 the report in the news says that he had become very angry by what the president was doing in Haiti. And his anger eventually made him to be recruited to become a translator of the people who went to assassinate the president. But if you check him, if he was living in America, if that narrative is true, if he was living in America, what really made him become angry is what he was reading, listening to about what was going on in his home country. And the guy was only 35. Now, you are, we don't know how it's going to end, but I will not be surprised that that might be life in prison. For one thing that he listened to, that made him angry and decided, if you are recruiting somebody to go and translate on how you can come in and kill this guy, I'm available. Hallelujah. So, what you have to understand is that you become what you allow into your life. A lot of the language today, a lot of the conversations going on today, I want to submit to you, is full of lust and full of profanity. You can be a believer, but all you are listening to, check a lot of social media. You, you have a choice, a group you have to belong to on social media, and a group that you don't have to belong to on social media. Nobody forces you to belong to a certain group. You have a choice. Hallelujah. So don't allow any information. Simply there is information available out there. Choose which internet sites you visit. Nobody is going to bring a gun before you and say, you have to come onto this internet site. You choose. You choose whether which TV program you have to watch. You have to choose which movies you have to watch. And I'm amazed how believers, we love movies. But you have to choose which movie you're going to watch. You have to choose which music you have to listen to. You have to choose which books you have to read. There are some books that are going to give you wisdom in life, give you direction in life, and there are other books that are just going to be fiction. You have to choose. Hallelujah. The most important book you have to choose to read is the Bible. Is the Bible. You have to choose music that is going to feed into your spirit and take you to a higher level. There is some music which is just full of trash. You actually listen to it and you ask yourself, what have I gained out of this music today? But you have to what? To choose. If you want to build a life of integrity, then choose things that are going to give you integrity. Hallelujah. If you listen to conversations of men cheating on their wives, I can guarantee very soon you're going to cheat on your wife. If you listen to conversations of women cheating on their husbands, very, very soon you're going to cheat on your husband. If you watch cheaters on TV, very, very soon you're going to cheat. You are a believer, but you have to choose. Hallelujah. 
If you are in a group of young men and all the young men are talking about how sleeping with girls, sleeping with girls, I can guarantee very soon you're going to get a girl and very soon you're going to sleep with that girl. If you're a young lady who is busy in these conversations whereby they're talking about sleeping with boys, sleeping with boys, very, very soon you are going to have a girl, you're going to have a boy, and you're going to sleep with that boy. Hallelujah. All these things are choices. I want to submit one more time. You know what, church? We already live in a world that, are, that is full of challenges. Why make your life even more complicated? Are you not already satisfied with the trouble you have? And then you want to choose even more trouble to bring into your life? You know, you have to choose even what you have to eat. You have to choose what, what you feed your mind on. Whether you are going to feed, what, what you're going to open your spirit onto, what you're going to open your mind onto, all those things you have to choose. So, I want to say that choose conversations that are going to equip you for the battles you are facing today and the battles that you are going to face tomorrow. Because battles, whether we like or not, they are going to come. But you have a what? A choice. Everybody say, I have a choice. I have a choice. So, number one, choose what you allow into your life. Choose what you feed on. It's not everything. Even food, if you choose to be eating fat and fat and fat and fat, you know what's going to happen? Very, very soon you're going to become very fat. So then somebody else will come in and say, we need to trim your weight and you're going to hate them. Hallelujah. Number two, choose the name of the things that come your way. Choose the name. In Romans chapter 8, 28, the Bible says, and we know that all things, how many things? All things. The bad and the ugly. The good and the bad. The good and the bad. The Bible says, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God. To those who are the called according to his purpose. We were already made in God's image. We are the called according to his purpose. But in our life as believers, there's going to be the good and the bad. That's going to happen in our lives. Amen? But you have to choose the name of what you're going through at that point. In Jeremiah 29, 11, the Bible says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a what? A hope. As far as God is concerned, he has decided, I'm going to give you a future. I'm going to give you a what? A hope. And I know the thoughts that I think toward you. The thoughts that I think is God toward your life. The Bible tells us that they are thoughts of peace and not thoughts of evil. Hallelujah. Now, because all sorts of things are going to happen in your life. Because all sorts of things are going to happen in my life, this is what happens. Whatever name you give to the situation that is happening in your life, that's what it will be to you. Hallelujah. There's something in life, life is, life is very funny. In life, there are some things that come your way that you don't control. 
Hallelujah. You don't control. They just come in your life. There is some trouble that come in our life that we can't control. There is some tragedy that come in our life we can't control. There is some difficulty that come in our life we can't control. There are things that come our way in life, but we have to determine what we are going to call those things. Let's say your parents die. And you are, what the word say, an orphan. You know, if you begin to call yourself, I am an orphan, I am an orphan, you're going to be an orphan for life. Hallelujah. You're going to be an orphan for life and you're going to feel yourself, sorry for yourself for life. You can actually call yourself, yes, this is what has happened, but I'm a man after God's own heart. And you will become a man after God's own heart. You will become a woman after God's own heart. Because immediately when you begin to call yourself a man or a woman after God's own heart, you're going to begin to pursue the heart of God for the rest of your life. That's why you can see people born in the same family. Others are pursuing God. It's because of what they have chosen. But all of them went through the very same experiences. Went through the... There are others, I can assure you, that we're born in families. There are others who are angry with their parents. And they have continued on that trajectory of anger for the rest of their life. And there are others who went through the very same experience. And they chose it and said like, I am not going to allow this to hold me in captivity forever. I'm going to pursue the heart of God. Hallelujah. If you call yourself a failure... You're going to be a failure for the rest of your life. Hallelujah. If you've been divorced before and you call yourself a divorcee, you're going going to be in that kind of cocoon for the rest of your life. You can call yourself, yes, I have gone through this, but I am a man after God's own heart. I am a woman after God's own heart. Proverbs 18.21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it, who eat of its fruit. The moment you begin saying, oh, me, my liver, my liver, my cancer, my cancer, my BP, my BP, my head, my head, my what, my what. You know what? Those words you speak, they come back to you. They bounce back to you. You You know, there are two choices you can make. I, I, I like to operate on the basis of full, trying to understand what's really going on. But there are two things that can happen there. You can begin to try to get into details of the pathogenesis of diseases. And get to know everything that happens around that disease. To the point that you can become an expert. But afterwards, you need to make a choice whose report you are going to believe Because all of a sudden, when you just feel an itching, you're going to say, it must be nerve number 9,224. Because that's what you're calling it. If you lose a job, and you begin to call yourself jobless, I want you to know, if you describe yourself in that way, that's what you shall be. Amen? Amen? 
You need to be able to tell yourself, I am going through a valley right now. But what am I going to call it? Am I going to call it the valley of the shadow of death? Or yes, it's a valley of shadow of death, but I fear no evil. It's, it's a choice. Everything else around you may be collapsing. And if you call it and say, hey, my life is about to collapse also, your life will truly collapse. You need to determine what am I going to call it. Because in life, the label that you put on your experiences, it eventually begins to get imprinted on your memory. It will begin to get imprinted in your life. And what will happen is that it will stick to you. And depending on the label that you have given on yourself, you actually, if you feel sorry for yourself too much, you will act, it will show in the words you say, it will show in the way you carry yourself, and actually you will actually be surprised and shocked that everybody just feels sorry for you. You have to get to the point whereby you stop feeling sorry for your life and say, I will take charge of my life no matter what it takes. Hallelujah. It's very, very difficult in life to rise above and beyond what you see yourself. Because we can tell you all sorts of things. You are strong. You say, no, I'm me, I'm weak. And we'll be telling you, you know what? The Bible says you are rich. No, 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 me, I'm poor. If you, and, and poverty, actually poverty. Poverty is so much not to do with lack of money. It's so much to do with your mentality. Hallelujah. If you're born out of wedlock, it happened you were born out of wedlock. But if you're going to call yourself, I am an out of wedlock child, that's exactly what you will be. You end up having children out of wedlock also. But it doesn't mean that's how life is going to be forever for you. If you call yourself, I am a child of the king. I am a prince with a promise. I am a man of destiny. I can assure you, all of a sudden, you're going to begin to check how you can pursue the destiny that God has called you to. It's, it's, it depends on you. What do you call it? Because any experience you go through in life can be a training ground for greatness. Any experience. You will not be the first person to go through that experience. There are others who have gone through that experience before. Their life turned out good. There are others who went through that experience also. And their life turned out the other way. But if you check on all of them, it's what they decided to call what they were going through in life. God wants you to put a label on your life, on yourself, that reflects your destiny. And not your condition. We are not refusing your condition. But you have to put a label on your life that reflects where you are going to in life. In Joel chapter 3 verse 9 to 10. Later on the Bible tells us, especially in verse 10, 10b. It says, let the weak say, I am strong. Let the weak say, I am strong. So even in the moments of your weakness, you say, I am strong. One thing that a lot of people fail to understand is that you meet some people, no matter what is going on in their life, they'll tell you it is well. It does not mean that it is well. <laughs> they may be going through something else that you cannot just believe it. 
But they have made a choice to label that thing. That it is what? It is well. It is well with my life. It is well with my soul. It is well with my children. It is well with that. Sometimes you receive news that you are not expecting to receive. It is well. One time in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9 to 10, if you can put it on the screen quickly, please, for me. This is what the Bible says. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weaknesses. Most gladly, therefore, I will rather glory in my weaknesses that the power of Christ, that the power of Christ may rest on me. Go to verse 10 now. Therefore, I take pleasure in my weaknesses. I've added my in injuries, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. These things that Paul is talking about, they are not nice things. You can actually ask the Lord and say, Lord, what do you want to teach me in this situation right now? Because the Lord wants to train you. The Lord wants to teach you for what is coming ahead of your life. So if you want to be in defeat, that is what? Your choice. Hallelujah. If you want to be above, again, that is what? Your choice. You may be married. And if you call your marriage a prison, it will be a prison to you. Hallelujah. If your husband, if, if you're married and you call your husband a tiger, he is going to pounce on you. If you call your wife a witch, you know what? She's going to feed on you. If you call your parents wicked, they will truly be wicked to you. If you call your parents wizards, they will eat your children. Hallelujah, church. If you call your parents cousins of the devil, you will see the devil in your house. Because they will be exactly what you call them. You have got a choice to label the things that come your way. The challenge we have is that most of us, the script we are playing in life right now is what was given to us on birth. Haven't you seen people that they say, I'll say it in Chichewa, then I'll go into English. They say, Uyuyu. And then you say, Oh no, my grandmother was like this. I'm just continuing to fulfill what my grandmother was doing. You are not your grandmother. You are you. You are a child of God. You are a child of promise. You are the, you are the child of the most high God. Was your grandmother like that? So why do we, and, and, and I laugh at all these things that, oh no, we have to, okay, maybe let me stop. But you know what, I don't understand this thing whereby people say, we should give the child the name and one of the names has been the name of their grandmother. It's nowhere written in scripture. And no, so that we, we remember. What do you want to remember? So you give a, a, a Bible name and then you give the name of this person. When you go to the village, 
the people don't care about the Bible name. They will call this person on the name that he was. Some of us, we had to drop some names. I'll not tell you. Maybe I've told you before, but I'll not tell you. I had to drop some name. I'm like, no, I'm not this. I am this. Amen? So the challenge is that we have gone to school, we have gone to university, we have degrees, but we look at our behavior, sad behavior. If God says, I am the head, then I'll call myself the head. I'm not a tail. I am the head. If the Bible says I am blessed and highly favored, I'll call myself blessed and highly favored. If the Bible says I am above only and not beneath, even though I am beneath, I'm going to call myself I am above. I'm not beneath. Whatever you call yourself is what come to pass. Let me finish with a story of one guy. We'll continue this next week. But let me, let me just tell you a story. There's a very interesting story in the book of Genesis 27. I'll, I'll, I'll preach on this later on. But you know what happened with uh, uh, Jacob and, and Esau. I'm not going to draw, draw so much because there's a very nice preaching on, on that one. So I'll not preempt that. But there's something else that happened that after Isaac had blessed Jacob, and Jacob comes and cries before Isaac and he says, don't you even have one blessing? I just want to read to you quickly in Genesis 30, 27 verse 39. Uh, okay, let's go to verse 38. Sorry, let's go to verse 37. You have to love Pastor McDonald. Verse 37. Then Isaac answered and said to Esau, Indeed, I've made him your master, and all his brethren I've given to him as servants. With grain and wheat I've sustained him. What shall I do for you? What shall I do now for you, my son? And Esau said to his father, Have you only one blessing, my father? Bless me, me also, O my father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. Then Isaac, his father, answered and said to him, Behold, your dwelling shall be of the fatness of the earth and of the dew of heaven from above. By your sword you shall live and you shall save your brother. You shall save who? No, I want you to, uh, we need to close. You shall save who? Your brother. You have heard that, right? Let's finish that scripture. It says, and it shall come to pass when you become restless, of saving your brother. That you shall break the yoke from your neck. You shall break his yoke from your neck. So until a point when I, when Esau had to say, I am restless of saving this guy. I am breaking the yoke from my neck. Esau was going to continue saving Jacob forever. But there is a preaching, so I will not preempt that preaching. You have to choose the name of the experiences you go through in life. Number one, choose what you allow into your life. Number two, choose the name of what you are going through in your life at that point. Whatever name you choose, 
That's exactly what it shall be in your life. So say to me one more time, I have a choice. I don't want to go to number three. Don't need that time. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you, we bless you. We worship you for what you're doing in our lives. May you be glorified. May you be exalted. Today, Lord, you spoke into us that choice number one in life is what we allow into our lives. And choice number two, Lord, is what we call what we are going through in life. Help us to choose according to your word and help us to look at things the way you're looking at them. The word may be saying whatever it is saying, but there's only one truth, and that truth is what your word says. We give you glory, we give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Uh, if you brought a tithe this morning, I want you to stand up. If you brought a tithe, I want you to stand up. Let's just pray. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, we want to thank you. We want to bless you for your word. We give you glory, Lord. We give you praise for everything you are doing in our lives. Your word says give, and it shall come back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. We may give to your bosom. But you also say, bring ye the tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And he said, try me now in this. If I will not open for you windows of heaven, that there will not be room enough and pour out a blessing for you that there will not be room enough to receive that blessing. And he said, if I will also not rebuke the devourer for your sake, so that he will not destroy your fruit, the fruit of your ground. Lord, we want to pray for our brothers and our sisters today. In the name of Jesus, rebuke the devourer for their sake. Let them not suffer a miscarriage in life. Let the nations call them blessed. Pour out for them such a blessing that there will not be room enough for them to receive that blessing. We give you glory. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's just lift up our offering. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we want to declare this morning, that you are our God. We may be going through the valley. We may be going through one of the most difficult times in our lives. But we choose to give to you. For in your poverty, you became poor so that we may become rich. From today, we want to call ourselves rich. We don't want to call ourselves poor anymore. We don't want to call ourselves people who are lacking. We want to call ourselves people, people who are self-sufficient. People who have plenty. In the name of Jesus. Be glorified. Be exalted. For in Jesus' name we are prayed. Amen. Let's give to the Lord.